Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Sync. everyone to part two of our conversation with Liz and we hope that you enjoyed part one and are excited that you came back to hear the rest of it. Yes I am so glad that you're here because otherwise you would be missing out on some pretty awesome info. She's inspirational. She is like the love exudes from her. It really does. Like she was dropping wisdom. Yeah. She really I felt was. I feel like a better person. I say I say this all the time, but I know. I really do. I feel like a better person and I feel like I have some tools in my brain as well as like tangibly to, you know, have even more confidence in who I am. Yeah. Yeah. But if you did not listen to part one and get to hear her story, it really is worth your time to go back, listen to that one first, and then come back over and you can check out the rest of our interview. Yes. So here we go with Liz Fever. Enjoy. Have either of you that reminded me of something and a time that wasn't far off because I still have these moments, but there's so few and far between, but it breaks my heart for Amy, old Amy or Amy in these moments where you don't go to something because of how you feel in the clothes or because of what you thought you were going to look like, then what you look like. And then, and you miss something amazing because of that, or you're a total bitch. Like I've done that before and I've gone out with my partner and he's like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm like, you don't understand. It, everything feels, you know, and it, it's, it's so stupid. It just, it really makes me sad for myself that I've ever done that, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't still happen sometimes, just not as often. Here's the worst one. Okay. I'll get dressed and I'll feel amazing. I'll look at myself before we leave and I'm like, Psh, girl, you are looking good. <laughs> and I walk out of the house with all of the confidence and I get to where we're going and I look around at everybody else and I'm like, and I yep. shrink my feel myself like shrinking myself back in and going, you do not look as good as you thought you did. Mm-hmm. I don't like when I do that to myself. And those are the moments that I have to remember to be like, knock it off. Like, Go back to standing at home in front of the mirror, Sarah. Yeah. (laughs) Pull that back out and put your blinders on for what everybody else looks like because it doesn't matter. I was watching an episode of Schitt's Creek last night. I've I've watched the whole series, but I rewatch it. You know, it's an anxiety thing. Yeah. Comforting. So I was like rewatching an episode and um, it was when David was going, David Rose was going to go take his driver's test again because his, his, license had expired and he was like having all this massive anxiety about it and his sister Alexis on the way there is like David nobody cares and he's like (laughs) what do you mean yes they do and she's like no David like nobody cares the way you care about this driver's test like no one else cares about it the way you do like and so he gets in the car the driving instructor gets in with him and the driving instructor is like on his phone he's like texting people and he David's like do you like care about like do you like this job is this like what you want to do and he's like well I'm a DJ on the weekends and and he's like 
does it matter like that I'm turning this way? And he's like, listen, man, I've, this is the eighth one I've done of these today. And like, he, he gets this, he's like smiles. Cause he gets this realization. He's like, Oh, he really doesn't fucking care. Like, <laughs> and it's just, I just need to like, every time I think about that, I just need to picture Alexis, like leaning down the window and being like, nobody cares. And then, <laughs> and move on. That's a good, that's a, that's a, nobody, I like that. That's a really good example, but it's true. Nobody cares the way that we do. You know what I mean? Like nobody is sitting there and picking us apart the way that we do. And if they are, that's a whole nother situation on them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true though, right? Like nobody is going to be looking at your outfit with the same scrutiny that they were looking at themselves in Mm -hmm. the mirror before they Mm -hmm. left. Yes. Yes. At all. And I think these two situations bring to mind a couple of things for me. One, this idea of wearing something and being like, oh, it fits okay. I guess I'm going to wear it because I like it. And then like pulling at the skirt the whole time or like wearing your boobs going to fall out. Or I'm so uncomfortable when I sit down because the waistband Mm -hmm. is like digging into me. Whatever, whatever that might be. Yeah. There, I feel like there have definitely been times in my life when I've done those things, and I don't know why this example is coming to me because it's kind of morbid, but the example that comes straight to my mind of this is at my grandpa's funeral last year. Bless his heart, he was 96. It was time. Mm. I brought this dress from Eloquy that I loved. It was kind of like a wrap situation. I hadn't worn it in a while, so I brought that as an option to wear to the funeral. But I also brought my favorite super comfortable cotton black dress from Universal Standard, the Geneva dress. One of my favorite pieces for folks who are looking for an easy like day dress that you can wear to work. Awesome. Get the black one, you can wear it to a funeral. <laughs> um, <laughs> I might need to add one of those. I feel like death follows I me. I said it was morbid. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's fine. Um, I need this. <laughs> So I put on the Eloquy dress, this like wrap dress, and I was like putting on my makeup and kind of like getting ready and trying to make it work. And I just remember turning to my mom and being like, I can't fucking wear this. I'm going to be so uncomfortable all day. My tits popping out. (laughs) Like this isn't appropriate. First of all, this isn't appropriate. Second of all, I'm... I'm so uncomfortable. I'm not going to be able to be present with my yeah. family, with the people who are going to be at, at this funeral. And I need to be able to like be there, right? Yeah. Like be there for my family, be there for my sister. And I switched into the other dress, which was not as like nice, quote unquote nice, mm-hmm. but I knew it fit. I knew it was comfortable. And this is kind of a dramatic example, right? But I've created this area in my closet now of my go-to pieces. Oh, I love that. It's a top, a pair of jeans, a pair of pants, and a couple of dresses that I know that if I put something on and I'm like, I liked this, but it doesn't fit, and I'm feeling that feeling when I'm getting ready of like, it's too short, it's too tight, I'm uncomfortable, all right, I go right to that section Mm. of my closet and pull out my favorite pair of jeans of the moment, my favorite blouse of the moment, and put that on knowing, all right, this is my comfort mm-hmm. zone. I know that I can put this on with whatever underwear or bra that I'm already wearing, whatever like jewelry I already have on, and go and not have to think twice about it. I love that. That's a great practical way to dig yourself out of whatever situation you've gotten yourself in and the tizzy in your brain. Yes. And it's like, that is 100% why I brought this other dress was because I knew Mm. if this fits and works, great. I'll be happy to wear it. But if my tit is popping out, (laughs) which it was. We only laugh because we've been there. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's so true. Then I know that I have this other option that I can literally just pull over my head and be ready to rock and roll and show up being in the moment, being present, being able to do what I need to do, whether it's go to work, go to an event, show up to support other folks, whatever it looks like, having those go-to pieces and just knowing that this is my comfort zone, it honestly, it has changed the way 
that I face those moments when I put something on and I feel like not that great. Hell yeah. (laughs) That is an amazing strategy and I'm implementing it immediately into my closet. I love that. That's like a takeaway. People can do like right now. (laughs) Yes. Do it. Yes. I'm doing it. (laughs) Right. And you'll find as you, and this kind of, this brings me back to your story, Sarah, about walking into a restaurant or walking into an event feeling like a million bucks and then seeing somebody else's outfit and being like, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I don't look as good as she does. She looks like she's on fire. Yes. I love reminding folks, like you said, can you put those blinders on? Absolutely. But maybe there isn't an opportunity for you to not have to. Maybe that person is a friend, right? Maybe that person is somebody who you're at a a networking event or you're out for dinner for work and you have to acknowledge them. You have to spend the night with them. How can you kind of turn things back inward and remind yourself of the reasons why you loved your outfit when you Mm. left the house? There are some of those little things when you put something on that you love that you're like, ooh, I love how comfortable this is. I love the way this looks, makes my butt look. I love the way my cleavage looks, or I love the neckline on this. It's so pretty. I get to wear my favorite necklace and really show it off. I really like the way I did my makeup. How can we return to those things that excited us from the beginning and acknowledge that like, there's a reason why you felt like a badass. Mm -hmm. Just because somebody else looks fucking rad doesn't mean that you also don't still look incredible right right (laughs) somebody else's shine doesn't mean we have to shrink yeah 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 it's not like a bouquet of flowers only has like one beautiful flower in it like we can all be these gorgeous flowers together yes and i also really love kind of breaking up those moments by complimenting other people yes it really and you know some people say like don't compliment people too much it's it makes you seem fake or don't compliment people on the way that they look. I must say, I love complimenting people on the incredible human beings that they are and the things that they do amazingly well and how funny and, and incredible they are on the inside. But I also love commenting on people's clothes. Yeah, because I <laughs> like I love fashion. Absolutely. It's like, oh my God, like you see something and you're like, that is an amazing dress. <laughs> yes. And I love being able to tell people like, that jacket is so cute. And you look bomb. Yes. 99% of the time, that person is also going to look at you and be like, wait a minute. Yeah. You look bomb too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that can really, it's almost like a self serving (laughs) practice sometimes of like, if I just compliment this person, then they're going to compliment me and we can both bask in our glory, right? (laughs) Yes. It's a win win. Yeah. Yeah. I also, and, and if it's genuine and it's authentic, like, that's just a beautiful thing to do for someone to just tell them yeah it's that they look smoking I think the only thing that I do not compliment people on because I know the triggers that it does and I don't you know is that oh you look so skinny did you lose weight oh what are you doing why do you, you look so thin look how beautiful or equating those two things to success and beauty um that's the only thing that I try to like veer away from because it's even if it did happen, it's a big mind fuck for all people involved. <laughs> yes. Totally. Yes. I absolutely agree. Staying away from like body, like literal body size, shape, those types of things, I think is so, so important. <sighs> compliment nails. I love complimenting people's cute nails. Compliment people's outfits. Mm-hmm. Love on where they are getting the cute ass stuff that they're wearing. And also remind them that they look so happy. Yeah. Their smile is so beautiful. They look so confident and it's giving you confidence just seeing them like strutting their stuff. Yeah. I love that. I love that too. That's a really – that is a really great piece of advice. What other style tips do you have for people? Ooh. I love the the having the go-to confidence mm-hmm. pieces section of your closet. What other things can we do to try to help out when we're getting dressed in the morning? Oh my gosh. Getting dressed is so hard. Yeah. (laughs) Even for me. Have you Uh, found like less options is one of those things? Like a more minimalistic like lifestyle? I dream of that, but I don't do it. (laughs) Same. It's so hard, right? Like 
I think that's another kind of piece from from our, I'll say our generation. And I was just talking about shopping sale yesterday on my stories. Like, I think a lot of us have been kind of programmed that, oh, if we shop stuff that's on sale, we can have more options in our closet and we can get a lot of stuff and have a really full closet where we have a lot of options. Um, And that's a way for us to kind of create ease. Um, But I do think, so I think with the minimalism thing, people often, often ask me if I have a capsule wardrobe. I do not. I do not have a minimalist closet whatsoever. (laughs) And I think that the key here is to really just acknowledge what feels good for you. For some people, we're we're all going to prioritize different things, right? For some people, it is having a minimal wardrobe where everything goes together. You can easily just grab and go because you really only have 10 or 15 minutes in the morning before you need to go drop your kid off at school, come home, start work. Maybe you're running a business or doing something on the side while also working full time. We all have busy lives. So for some people, that's going to be the priority. For other folks, being able to invest in quality pieces and having a more abundant closet feels great. For some people, renting clothing is something that can add a little bit of variety to a minimalist closet. I think for me, a couple of key things come to mind. One would be taking an inventory and really understanding what you have. I think a lot of people hold on to clothing. If you have a closet that is full of clothes from the last 15 years of your life (laughs) and you're really just trying to think like, okay, but if I get rid of this, then in two weeks, I know I'm going to wish that I had it again. Friend, no. You know that you're not. Take an inventory. Look at what you have. Oftentimes people think, okay, if I'm going to go through my closet, I have to take everything out and try it on. I honestly don't recommend that. I think working section by section can be really helpful. Maybe one day you're, you know, all right, I'm ready to clean out my closet a little bit. Just do tops. Just do pants. Just do dresses. Don't overwhelm yourself with making this a huge project to inventory, right? You don't have to try everything on. I know that we could probably each think of at least one piece in our closet right now that we are holding on to that doesn't fit us. (laughs) Yeah. At least one. Mm -hmm. You know, right? Right in here. (laughs) Right in the heart. You know what is going to fit and what doesn't. Yeah. Yep. You know your body. Don't feel like you have to try everything on. Some people enjoy that process. They end up rediscovering things that they love because they put it on their body. For other people, this is a rabbit hole of triggering comparison traps that is not good. Yeah, that's where I end up. Yes, right here. So here's what you do. You hold up the piece. You say, does this fit? If the answer is no, it's got to go. Okay, it fits. When was the last time I wore it? Okay, well, we've been in a pandemic. Yeah. We're still in a pandemic. So maybe it's been a while and I think I might wear it. Okay, we'll let it slide. (laughs) You've got a year. love that. Then we're coming back, okay? I'm coming for you. I'm watching you. If it doesn't fit, if it's old and brings up bad, weird memories, yes, yes. let it go. If you're worried, okay, there's so many layers. There's so many layers when you're taking this inventory. If it doesn't fit, let it go. If it's old and it brings you to that comparison trap, mm-hmm. weird feeling of like, I wish I was still the person I was when I was in college, let it go. If it's something that you invested in and you know that you're not going to wear it, we start thinking about those financial repercussions. Oh, but I paid $150 for this and I don't want to get rid of it and maybe I'll wear it. You can try to resell it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can offer it. I take a lot of my clothes to my mom and my sister, let them go through and take what they want or what they'll enjoy. If there are certain things in my closet I think a friend would love, I'll gift it to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, it's not like I'm wrapping it up with a bow and being like, happy birthday. Um, But I'll tell people, hey, I went through my closet. I found these couple things I think you would love and I think would fit you. So I'm going to bring them, drop them off of your house. If you don't want them, I'll come back and get them and figure out where I'm going to take them. Perfect way to kind of give new life to your clothing and allow somebody else to enjoy it. 
And I think the kind of other piece of this really is that sentimental piece of like, oh, this was a band shirt that I got at a concert when I was in my senior year of high school or whatever. I have a clothing museum in my closet. It's where I keep probably like five to eight pieces of clothing that are never going to fit me again, but that are really important mm. and sentimental ah, to me. Ah, okay. A dress, dress that I wore for my college graduation. Yeah. A couple of pieces of clothing that were really like staple pieces for me in high school and college. Things that I wore when I studied abroad. Pieces that I wore in important times and moments in my life. All of those things have a place in my closet where they live, but they're not right up front. Mm -hmm. I've been able to kind of let go, take this inventory. Things in my closet fit. They don't bring me down that rabbit hole of comparison trap and starting to think, oh man, I wish that I still had X, Y, and Z body. Oh man, I still wish I was the same person I was back then. When I'm ready and I'm feeling like, you know what? I want to reminisce a little bit. I want to walk down memory lane and I'm feeling good about that. Then I can pull those pieces out and really enjoy them, have that reflective moment of like, damn, that was really fun. Yeah. yeah. Put the thing back and know that it's there, but it's not taking me to that bad place. Yeah. Okay, so then I'm going to try this with my husband too because he has soccer t-shirts from l- legit, I'm not exaggerating, 1991, <laughs> 1990. Oh like they have the dates on them because they were like soccer tournaments. And so it was, wow. it'll be like, you know, whatever West Mifflin soccer tournament 1991 and and I'm like you can't you can't we can't (laughs) it's still in our closet and you know I feel bad because he doesn't it's not like he has like a bunch of pieces of clothing to begin with like he's kind of more on the minimalistic side but it's a it's a hard process to get him to wear the new things that we get that he's excited about but then he still grabs those old things and puts them on and I'm like, honey, you're 42. Like, this is a crop top on you and I can see your nipples. Let's do something with it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Can they live in a place where... give them a museum space. Yes, museum space. Yay. (laughs) And if there's a day on the weekend when he's hanging out and he wants to reminisce and put on one of his old soccer tees and live the dream, (laughs) he can do that. But maybe they're not as accessible on like, all right, honey, it's a date night. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me slide this on. Now, I will say he does it for like date night. He does not do that. It's more of like a he'll go to like run or something and he'll put that on. And I'm just like, all right, it's okay. We're doing that. All right. <laughs> it has holes. I can see through it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> That's the other thing. Holes and stains and all of those things. Like Oh, and pilling. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> oh, I yeah. freaking hate pilling. that. Pilling's tough. You're like I feel my like spidey senses tingling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bye. So I feel like taking that inventory, giving yourself that opportunity mm-hmm. to let things go and really embrace the things you're actually excited about wearing is so important along with having that kind of like comfort zone. These are my go-to things I can grab really quick when I'm in a pinch. Those are some of the kind of things that I love folks being able to kind of start on their own It's something that feels so daunting, Mm -hmm. but if you work in sections, if you give yourself the opportunity to really sit down and reflect and have a purpose for going into your closet, know that you're ready to let go of some things that aren't serving you anymore, the process can be so helpful in just getting that inventory of what you have, what gaps you might need to fill, where you might want to call in a stylist or somebody else to help you kind of work through what's going to feel really great. How can I ditch the style rules and say, fuck flattering. I want to address like me. I want to show up in what feels good for me. Starting with what you already have is your kind of launching pad Yeah, to being able to do that. So is that, is that one of the, the services that you provide for people? Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? I would love to. (laughs) So things that I get really excited about 
really are talking about style as a whole. So before I dive into a couple of the kind of one-on-one services I offer, I just want to invite folks. I have a self-love style collective, um, which is a free community that I started where I post vision boards and shopping lists. And we have discussions about different trends and body politics and self-care. It's this community where I feel like I really get to have fun with fashion and kind of show off the things that I'm really excited about, introduce folks to new brands. But it's also been a great place for other women to be able to connect and say, hey, I'm having trouble finding a pair of jeans that fit me that I'm excited about. Other folks can jump in and share their experiences. Hey, I've had great success here. Or have you thought about trying this? It's been a really fun way for us to be able to connect on a different platform. Instagram can be so overwhelming sometimes. Mm -hmm. And this is a great kind of focused space where if you're like, I just need some outfit inspiration for the week, or I really have a question that I'm like, I want to get some feedback from folks who are in my community on. Where where can people find that? You can always find me on Instagram at LizWearsWhat. And we can include a link in the show notes too. Yeah, that's great. That would be awesome. my link in bio has all the links to check out my services, join the Self Love Style Collective, and you know, get to kind of be involved in our community. And so, the community, the Self Love um, Style Collective, is it on a different platform? It is. It's on Mighty Networks, okay. Okay. which is an awesome free platform really, really easy to connect with. And the reason that I love Mighty Networks is because I'm able to post a ton of content. Everybody's really able to collaborate and communicate with each other and chat. But I also get to host events there. Oh, fun. this year... I'm getting back into hosting monthly events. Usually it's around some type of a theme each month. February tends to be um, self-love and lingerie because it's going to be a Valentine's Day. <laughs> and whether you're your own Valentine or you have a Galentine or a Palentine or you are hanging out with your partner, there's lingerie for all of us. Love it. Yes. And we need it. I love it. Um so yeah, so the Mighty Network where we host the Self Love Style Collective is a perfect kind of hub okay. for events, communication with our community, and hanging out. From there, I do offer one-on-one styling services and closet services. So one of the things that I have been offering um, has been a closet clean out. Sometimes just having an extra human being there mm-hmm. for you to yeah. be able to show tell your story about the piece that has been living in your closet for however many years. And then for us to work together on why do you want to keep it? Why do you want to let it go? Mm -hmm. What feels good about this? What feels hard about this? It's been a really fun experience. And folks, I think, have, have left those sessions really feeling like they know what they have, they know what they're excited to wear, and they've created some space for some expansion Mm -hmm. in their closets too. We go through it all piece by piece, drawer by drawer, things coming off hangers, things going on hangers. We're trying things on. We're throwing things in a pile and then putting them in bags or bins or wherever they have to go to go off to their new lives, wherever they're headed. Having that opportunity for, you know, to be in in a closet, whether it's virtually or here in Philly, be in that space together and really have that conversation of like, damn, this is hard. Yeah. It's so, so beautiful. I'm so glad you offer virtual. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So at first I was like, I don't know if I can do closet cleanouts virtually. I think that I just want to stick with folks in Philly. But I've done some virtual closet cleanouts and it's been a really great experience. I think that even from afar, you know, you can set your camera up on mm-hmm. the windowsill or put your laptop, you know, bring your laptop in with you, whatever. Even from afar, having that opportunity to talk about what's in your closet, show me what things look like, how they fit, what you're excited about is just so that connection. There's something about it. There's something about this ability to communicate with another person through clothing mm-hmm. that is so exciting. And I have really found that whether we're together or we're apart and meeting virtually, 
The process really allows folks to create that space. Once we have an inventory of all the goodness that you have and the things in your closet you're actually excited about wearing, that is when my kind of signature self-love style session offering comes into play. We work on figuring out how we can fill in gaps in your closet, what you're really looking for that you want to wear. I have lots of clients who are looking for really specific things like a pair of red pants or a very particular cut or style of dress that they saw on Instagram or Pinterest. I get to take all of this information and learn about what you're looking for, what you want to infuse into your wardrobe, what your values are, and go out into this wild world and find all of the goodness. Yay! Wow. So I dive into shopping for folks, whether it's I really want to add more ethically and sustainably created Mm -hmm. pieces into my wardrobe. I only want to shop size-inclusive brands. This is what my budget is, and I can only spend this much. I take all of that goodness and pull together a shopping list of 10 pieces for folks. Each piece is more of a category. So, for example, the red pants. I'm going to find you three or four pairs of red pants from three or four different brands at different price points. Maybe you want to spend $200 on a pair of red pants. That is your prerogative. Here's a beautiful pair of red pants, $200, go for it. Well, maybe my budget's a little bit lower. Here's another great option from a size-inclusive brand that I think would be a really great fit. You can check those ones out too. Giving people Mm -hmm. this opportunity to explore different price points, different brands, explore different values in the shopping space is something that's so important to me because when folks leave our work together, you know, we're not going to be spending the next whole year. I mean, we certainly could. (laughs) We probably won't spend the whole next year shopping together, right? I want you to be able to walk away from our experience knowing here are five or 10 different brands that I can start Mm, shopping that fit my values and budget. Here are some pieces I can pull into my wardrobe that are going to go with what I already have and what really excites me about getting dressed. And now I have this community of women who, when I'm shopping for something or I'm looking for something specific or I'm having kind of a rough body image day and I just need to vent, this is where I know that I can come and get support. This is where I know that I can come and get gassed up because I look hot as fuck. And also this is the place where I can go where I'm feeling a little not so great about my confidence today and get some of that support that I need. Yeah, It's about so much more than just buying clothes. We're talking about letting go of things that have been holding you back, showing up and putting things on your body that you're actually excited to wear that make you feel like a million bucks, and finding your community of people who are on this journey with you who are going to be willing to step up support you, cheer you on, and can absolutely validate all of the feelings that come along with this whole shebang. I absolutely love that. So for our listeners and selfishly for me, do you have a favorite brand that's like your go-to, like when you are looking for something that makes you feel confident and comfortable? So I'm talking like, like comfort and confidence. Where where do you go? So I must say that one of my absolute favorite brands is Universal Standard. Okay. I'm writing that they down. They are one of the most. Yes, please do Universal Standard. I'm actually wearing a pair of their pants and a t-shirt of theirs today. They go from a size double zero to a 40. Wow, that's so amazing. So absolutely size inclusive. Yeah. Um, really kind of run the gamut. They offer workwear day-to-day active wear pajamas. Oh, yeah. They've really expanded over the last couple of years. They've got lots of really great things. Um, Their Geneva dress is my kind of go-to black dress that I absolutely love. And that's one of the brands that I always try to find something for each of my clients from that brand. Mm -hmm. I think they do a beautiful job of creating a really size-inclusive environment. They show a lot of their garments on folks of different sizes with different body types, which I think is so important. For folks who are larger and are wearing larger sizes, you can see their clothing Mm -hmm. on a model that is not a size 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you can see their clothing on somebody who looks like you. And that to me is so, so important. I also find that their clothing is really great wash and wear, comfortable. So there's not a lot of finicky stuff. Dry cleaning and all that jazz. We can't – I mean – we can for something special. Right. But when it comes to day-to-day, jeans, dress pants, t-shirts, blouses, mm-hmm. if I can't put it in the washing machine and either hang it to dry or put it in the dryer, it ain't for no, me. Same. I don't have the time. No. no. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> same, same. Yeah. So Universal Standards, one that I love, a couple other brands that I have found um, to be really popular with clients and, and accessible – One on the more affordable end would be Mango. I think Mango gets a little bit forgotten about, but they have a great plus line and the fit is actually relatively good. I always recommend that folks look at the size chart, look for measurements, um, and do that kind of thing if they're able to. Another service that I offer a lot of my clients is um, kind of a size reference chart for different brands. Love so if that. you absolutely love a particular brand's jeans, blouses in a particular size, I can create a size chart for you with 10 or 15 other brands that you might be interested in and wow. give you size recommendations. Girl. Um, <laughs> I know. It's so fun. People are like, I hate looking at size charts. And I'm like, I love it. <laughs> Let me do it for you. Let me look. Um, so With Mango, I absolutely recommend checking out their Curve stuff. And then um, a couple of brands that are a little bit more investment but are sustainably and ethically made um, include Sotelico. They make a beautiful jumpsuit, a beautiful wrap (laughs) dress. (laughs) Jumpsuits are my jam, though. I have like six of them. I love them. And honestly, these are ones that you probably won't get trapped in. Yes. Yay. Um, and I also love um, Alice Alexander, a Philly-based brand. Shout out to Mary Alice. Um, they make incredible pants, skirts, blouses. Um, and again, these are sustainably, ethically made, beautiful investment pieces for folks who are looking to infuse those values into their closet. And again... I think for folks who are looking for more of those investment pieces, working with these smaller brands, you really have that opportunity to jump in and say, hey, my body shape is unique. These brands know that. That's why they offer size-inclusive clothing. I have some questions. Or are you able to make this shorter for me? Are you able to recommend a tailor that I can go to to get it altered once I get the garment? Those are the types of interactions that if you're looking to invest in your values um, when it comes to ethical, sustainably made clothing, you have that opportunity with these smaller businesses to really get all that goodness, find clothing that you're going to love, get advice on what sizes you should try, and all of that good stuff. Wow. Wow. You are a wealth of knowledge and inspiration and motivation and love. And I just am so thankful we got to spend this time with you. (laughs) Y'all, I am... (laughs) I am so thankful that we got to hang out today. My hope is that people are walking away with a little bit of that I'm hot attitude. Yes. Okay. Maybe we can just all take a moment. Just recognize our hotness. Yes. Damn. We look fucking good. (laughs) Yes. So not only do I hope that you're walking away with that little burst of love, but also with a couple ideas of how to make getting dressed just a tiny tiny bit easier absolutely we can include some links and some good stuff in the show notes for folks to check out some other resources and and start connecting and i'm happy to answer questions support folks in finding the best fit for them whether it's working with me as a stylist finding a stylist that's a better fit for you working together to look for some brands that are going to fit your budget and your values all of those good questions, I'm ready to rock and roll. You're amazing. Yes. Uh, it really was our pleasure to like to talk with you. I feel like I'm leaving myself with a ton more knowledge and insight. And, you know, I, I appreciate all of the 
I don't know. I, I just, all of the knowledge that you like shared with us, not just in the closet, but also like with, um, you know, the way we look at ourselves and the way we treat ourselves. hundred percent. We can't let you leave though without answering. Oh, yes. Our questions that we ask everybody at the end of our episodes. (laughs) Yes. So first up, what does, since I know that you're aware that you, because you referenced our listeners, we call our listeners our warriors. And um, so that has some deep meaning for both of us, each of us individually and everybody out there. But what does being a warrior mean to you? Oh my gosh. First of all, hi, Warriors. (laughs) I love, love when podcasts have this community that people can just show up and be like, I'm a warrior. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm a warrior. It is what it is. And there are other warriors Mm -hmm. out there that I get to stand alongside and know that we're all here in our ish. Yeah. But also lifting each other up. Yes. So I think for me – Being a warrior is really about facing each day with this new sense of curiosity, with this new sense of remaining present, with a new sense of showing up as who I really am. And I'm going to face challenges along the way, right? As all warriors do. There are bumps in the road. There are days when we're seeing a little bit more action than others, right? But as long as I'm able to stay in my curiosity, stay in my growth, show up and feel like I'm being the most Liz me I can be. That to me is me kind of standing as a warrior and being that person who's out there not only to give myself the opportunity to grow and move forward, but also clear the path for others. Wow. I that's beautiful. Love Everybody, like, that was amazing. And I just, this question has been so enlightening. And I just love hearing everybody's answers because they're all so different, but they're all so, like, fucking mic drop. Like, yeah. 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 I love it. So, hell yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But also, again, this idea of warrior, right? Like, everybody is going to be in a different place in their journey and go into this idea of what a warrior is in a different way. Some of us are on the front freaking lines, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. We're like every day swinging our sword. I don't know why I'm thinking of like Mulan. I think of that too. Yeah. So we're like on the front lines, right? (laughs) We're like swinging our sword. We're like fighting our demons and trying to just create that safe space for ourselves, right? We're like keeping, keeping people at bay. For other folks, maybe we're in the middle lines. We're like making sure everybody on the front lines is doing okay, but we're also dealing with our own shit. Maybe there are folks in the back who are like the warrior generals or whatever. And they're like, all right, I'm at a place now where like I don't have to be fighting every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe some days I feel like that, but most days I don't have to be fighting every day. I don't got to be swinging my sword all around. Now how can I focus on myself and really giving myself that presence, that curiosity, that knowledge, while also letting the people who are on the front lines know, like, hey, this is what the plan is. This is what we need. These are the steps. These are the ways that we can kind of win this quote unquote battle so that each person in the journey has their path and has their role, knowing that we're all going to make it to the other side. Wow. Love it. Wow. Okay. Well, our other question is about being wild and weird. We always tell our listeners at the end to keep it wild and weird because Sarah and I are, and we find that the uniqueness that makes us wild and weird is kind of what, um, you know, makes us love ourselves even more and love each other more. So the question can be separate or together. So what makes you wild and weird or wild? And then you can tell us you're weird. Oh my gosh. Okay. There are a couple of things that make me a very weird person. We love it. The wild side, I think, is is really interesting. For me, I think one thing that does kind of make me a wild person is my willingness to just show up in my body most of the time nearly nude. I'll never forget when I'll never forget when my parents, and this is a true story. We were out at 
dinner one night, and this was like a couple years ago when my account was first starting, but I was sharing a lot of images of me um, being photographed in lingerie and underwear, all of that good stuff mm-hmm. that I loved. To yeah. Do. And I'll never forget my parents being like, Elizabeth, Elizabeth. is this like okay? <laughs> and I just remember being like, you know what? And I think my sweet father probably like almost passed out. If other people want to sexualize my body, that's their business. Yeah, yeah. I'm not wearing any less than somebody would be wearing on the beach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is my body that I want to show up in. Yeah. I think that that is something that's a little bit wild about me is that I'm very unafraid to be in my body in front of other folks on the internet. Um or in real life. Yes. Doesn't take a lot for me to be like, oh, we're undressing now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and people will make jokes about like, oh, Liz is always in her underwear. Liz is never wearing clothes, even though she's a stylist. Um, and, you know, I think that makes me a little bit wild. You just never know. You just never know what type, type of hotness you're going to I get. love it. I love that too. Yes. When it comes to weird... I think that I'm just a weird person overall. <laughs> I think I'm I tend to be somebody who enjoys nerding out on particular things, including Pokemon and video mm-hmm. games and those types of like nerdy things. Yeah. I also <laughs> this goes back to food, but I also have a very particular way of eating things. <laughs> For instance, Burritos, if anybody who I know is listening to this, they're going to be like, Liz eats burritos in the weirdest way. <laughs> Where I like open up the top of the burrito and like eat out of it like it's like a bowl. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> and then like save the tortilla kind of for the end. To each Just like a their strange. <laughs> okay. Just like a strange person. Okay. I think that people who know me, know that I am silly and weird and goofy. I think one of my intentions for this year is to show up more fully in that online and in spaces like this because I can be a strange bird. And I think when we embrace, like you said, we embrace that wild and weird. We embrace those opportunities where we can really just like let loose and have fun that's where the magic happens and it's also where people start to feel that comfort right right? yeah we're all human we all eat burritos in a weird way or at least i do (laughs) you know and it's like when we start to share these types of things then other people are like okay i have this weird thing and let me share my weird thing yeah and then we all can well wait a minute feel a little less now i need both of you to share your Ah! oh Um, oh God, there's a lot. We, we are weird. Yeah. We are so open and almost to the point of like oversharing about our mental health because it's such, it's for so long, it's been kept secret. But for us, we, we are in your face about it. And, and we try to do that. I think subconsciously or consciously, I don't know, to make it so that it's okay for everybody else. You know, that whatever it is you're feeling is okay. And these scary words are not scary because Sarah and I are probably making some inappropriate joke about ourselves. That's another thing that's weird about us. Um, We have a lot of grief in our life and we make real weird jokes about it. Um, Because comedic, you know, laughter and things like that, that humor helps us to deal with it. So Sarah and I take the uncomfortable shit and walk right into it. And we're like, we're here (laughs) and we are going to just shout it to the rooftops and say everything that no one is saying in this particular section of life. Yeah. Yep. You have arrived. We have arrived and we are loud and we are here and we are taking up space. A silly little thing that I do that's on the weird spectrum of things is I can't listen to a volume on an odd number. So if like the TV is on and it's on like volume like... 27 I have to turn it to 28 or 26 oh my goodness I do the same thing in my car and on the tv me too wow (laughs) I love it see community 
I think that I'm telling you, I'm seeing something else I do. And I think a lot of people actually do this. I think that uh, it's probably more common, but I still consider it to be weird is that most of the time I write the things after I do them on the list just so I can cross them off. Yep. Do that too. Yep. <laughs> yep. Anyways, we stand strong in our weirdness and wildness and we yes. are so happy that you are a part of us now and forever will be. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom and insights. And uh, we will put all of your links in the show notes so people can connect with you. And um, and you can, you know, get to know you on Instagram or they can, you know, that one-on-one styling sounds really sweet. So, yes. I don't know. I'm looking into Thank that. You. <laughs> Thank you all so, so much. This was such a blast. I always love being able to show up and laugh and have fun and just really get to connect with folks, whether it's on, you know, keeping that even number volume going (laughs) or just that reminder that we all have bad days. Yes, for sure. And we can still show up and take that moment to turn inward and let that kind of inner light shine and, and move forward together. So I thank you guys so freaking much for having me. I can't wait to connect with all the warriors out there. Thank you so much, Liz. Liz Fever, everybody. Go check her out on Instagram, Liz Wears What, and you'll find all of her links there and in our show notes. We love you. Have a great week. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. Editing and production by Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this, Join our fan club at patreon.com slash unqualified therapists, Inc. Follow us on Instagram at unqualified therapists, where you will find our link tree to all things here at the UT. If you have a story to tell or a topic you'd like us to discuss, email us at unqualified therapists at gmail.com. Until next week, warrior, hold on. We're going to make it. Say it now, say it proud, shout it out, make it where we go.